welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this fortnight we are back to check in on The Dragon Prince, which I prescribed last fortnight. Yeah. So Elliot, what have you got? Yep, so to kick it off with the traditional plot summary, uh, The Dragon Prince is set in like a, a sort of fantasy world where there's six sources of magic and it's a really weird distribution of, of six things. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, back in back in the olden days, uh, some human discovered a seventh form of magic, which was dark magic, and that's bad. Uh, it's right there in the name. Mm-hmm. And Evil so, magic, it's yeah. also known as... <laughs> Um, so then the, the Tolkien-esque elves, uh, kicked all of the humans onto like one half of the world's continent and set up like some sort of lava barrier that's guarded by dragons. And I guess the, the humans have been kind of ticked off ever since then and they're waging war. Yeah. And so the show set right after the humans successfully kill the king of the dragons, who's like the main guardian of that border. And then they also yeah. um, will supposedly destroy uh, his egg, which would have been the Dragon Prince. Yeah, um, they basically end the dragon lineage. Yeah, well, it's weird because like, it sounds like there are more dragons out there, but I guess he was the bestest dragon. Um, <laughs> yeah, but those dragons aren't fit to rule Elliot. Uh, yeah. Everyone I mean, it... <laughs> knows that. I mean, it's not like they can talk English, but also none of the can any of the dragons. It's <laughs> it's very arbitrary what makes one dragon allowed to be the ruler and others can't. But well, yeah, we don't know much about dragon culture yet. Um, yeah. So then, anyway, and so then the the king of the kingdom that slayed the dragon king. That's a lot of kings in that sentence. Uh, is yep. is is the target of assassination by some of the elves who obviously want mm-hmm. retribution. Uh, a bunch of crap happens that guy dies uh it turns out that his like old best friend and dark magician is actually evil again it's right there in the name um and then his vizier even (laughs) (laughs) uh and so then the the king's two sons actually discover that the uh the dark magician viceroy guy had lied about destroying the dragon prince's egg and he was actually keeping it presumably for Mm -hmm. nefarious purposes they managed yep. to run off with it with a rogue elf, and basically it's the three of them carrying this egg, trying to bring peace, uh, yep. to you know to try and end the war by returning. If two humans bring the egg back, there the hope is that that will end the war, uh, which yep. is obviously escalating since the death of the Dragon King, and the Human King. Yeah, yeah, I, I assume that didn't help things along. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to kick things off with my biggest complaint and what really affected how I felt after finishing this. Okay. Which is that there's only nine episodes. <laughs> it's always good when your biggest complaint is there's not enough of it. <laughs> um, um, like, honestly, yeah, so this my, was a... my, my hesitation on recommending this to other people at the moment would be that it's it's only the first season that's out and it's a pretty short season. Mm. This is a yeah, show it where it definitely feels like the first half of a season even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I think this is a show where hopefully it will get to finish the story it's trying to tell. And yeah. when it does that, I'll probably just, you know, run around like a chicken with its head cut off recommending it to people. But uh Yeah. It, it, yeah, it it's funny cuz it starts off and, and you mentioned this a bit. 
it feels very kind of generic at the start. In fact, yeah. I'd say the the first two episodes, it felt half like uh, I was reading like you know some corny fantasy book I would have picked up when I was fifteen, and yeah. half I was watching an Avatar ripoff. Uh, yeah, like, especially like... <laughs> you get into the first five minutes, and it starts with a voiceover being like that there are six elements and two warring kingdoms. And for the first five minutes, I was like, oh my God, is this what this is? Why is everyone talking about this show? It feels, feels so shit. Um, um, the big one for me was when it comes up at the start of the first episode and it's like book one, moon, chapter one. And I was like, that no, that's what Avatar did. You just yeah, you stole it even that. It has that kind of same, um, it, it, it starts on a shot of a map and then kind of zooms in and you see yeah. the armies in the very same way that the opening like uh, intro thing for, for Avatar, The Last Airbender did. It's like, oh yeah. guys, come on. <laughs> um, and then, and then on the other hand, all the, all the things that don't feel Avatar rippy offy in the first episode is like, it's elves, but they're basically just elves from Tolkien. Um, yep. You know, you, you've got dragons. It just feels like a very generic sci-fi world. Um, yep. So definitely, the first episode or two in, I was just kind of thinking this: this is just like a mishmash of of other things that work well by themselves, and they're just hoping if they pile them all in together, uh, it, it'll work well. And I mean. Yeah, they were right. It actually kind of does. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it. I mean, it's generic, but it's like serviceable to start with, and you you kind of give it the benefit of the doubt, or at least I did, and then it really finds its stride quite well. Yeah, well, once it once it sort of goes beyond those, but I mean, I guess a lot of these things as well, they're probably tropes for for a reason. Like they're yeah, they're tropes because they they work, and and when it sort of does that, like there and there's great moments. Um, Oh, just just like the some of the moral dilemmas and the, the character interactions that come off even in those first few episodes like you really get a sense that like i'm i'm assuming later in the show there's going to be more flashbacks to the relationship between the king and his vice guy because there was like clearly mm. more to their dynamic which kind of felt like it got hurriedly pushed out of the way so that they could get to the main story um, yeah i i don't know like it's it's good. One of the reasons you like this show is the characters... One of the reasons I like this show is the characters and their interactions are... You're seeing a day in the life of a long relationship. You're not seeing, like... A, a lot of worse written shows will be, like, the only thing about their characters and their relationships is exactly what you see, and there's no hint at any other... Yeah, well, they all meet know, in history the pilot. or anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Things that are kind of aspects of the characters, like the relationship between the king and, and uh, Viren, the, the vizier guy, or the relationship between Callum and uh, Ezran, who, Callum, who is the older half, like the stepson of the king, and Ezran, who is the um, the actual prince of the kingdom, yeah. who is like, you know, five I found or six that whole old. Callum thing a little bit confusing. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but I for ages I was assuming that they weren't that those two weren't related and the king had had two wives. I, I don't know. I don't know why, but it took yeah. me ages to realize they were half brothers. I don't think they ever throughout the show actually explicitly state that the two are half brothers. Mm. I think they, I think they do, but it's like, you know, it, they don't, it's not, it's not a plot point. It's just a part of the, of their stories. And it kind of yeah. relates into their personalities in a very believable way, but it's not like, Oh, this character is just the half brother. And therefore his character is this, you know? Mm. 
Yeah, um, it's it's more like how becoming the what what some people call the step prince has sort of affected Callum's ability and or self confidence, which is a big yeah. sort of big part of his yeah. first season. Um, yeah, and that's that. There's a lot of things like that that I really like in the show. Just like yeah. a lot of cool things that are just aspects of characters and not their one <laughs> dimension. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, like the the best example is um. The so Viren uh, comes up with this plan to save the king from the assassins, where he can put the king's soul in someone else's body uh, temporarily. Yeah. So the idea yeah. would be that the elves would come and they would kill the king's body, but not kill him. Um, yeah, they would be able to basically resurrect the king and trick the elves into thinking that he had been killed. Yeah, and so of course the king is like, "I'm not gonna do that to someone." Um, mm. which, which, you know, is, is good kingsmanship. Um, and he even says like, would you let me do this to you? And if not, therefore, you know, he, he no, kind of is... no, he says, um, he says, would you be the one? Yeah. Um, and, and, and cause then the great thing is, is cause then it, it it's kind of clear from the get go that Viren's going to end up being the bad guy, but he yeah. starts the show not quite there yet because there's a point later in, I think oh, it might be the next episode, but Viren actually decides that he is willing to do that. And so he goes, to do this spell and put the king's soul in his body, yeah. and then he gets it and he, he tries, willing, yeah, yeah, and he tries to explain to this to the king, the kingdom, yeah. And when he tries to explain this to the king, the king's just like, uh, it, well, the king's in a bad mood because he thinks he's about to die, so he just has a yell at him, yeah. and that's when Viren's like, well, stuff you, and uh, yeah. and that and that sort of begins the point where he just goes on a bit of a power grabbing rampage, um, yeah. which he was already leaning towards, yeah. It's yeah that that's a very interesting thing to me because we get Viren the advisor being very willing to sacrifice himself for his king and for his kingdom and like being being willing to be heroic and because of circumstances it doesn't quite play out like that and then he he kind of logically to himself I'm sure falls into the position of like well I'm not going to sacrifice my life for the kingdom but I can put in my effort to take control of the kingdom and help it that way. And it's, it gives it a more believable kind of feeling to, to his motivation. Yeah, definitely. My one, my one thing sort of around the whole bit where the king gets killed is I felt there was a bit of that old trope where it's like people just aren't communicating properly. Like if people yeah. would start their sentences with the important information instead of opening with like, <laughs> I need to talk to you, um, yeah. like a lot more things would have gotten done. But it, it wasn't quite it's as bad it as it has like, been. It's not what it Yeah. <laughs> So it wasn't quite as bad as it has been in other things, but there there were one or two instances where I was like, if you'd opened with the details like the egg was still here, he yeah. he would have just listened to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there is definitely a bit of that. I think it. I think they do some work to have the the have it make sense, have the characters' reactions feel believable. But there's definitely a bit of frustration at like. If you just said this better, if you were just better <laughs> yeah. at communicating, this would be avoided a bit. Um, yeah. So, and, and so, I mean, most of what I've been talking about here, I think, has been focusing on the start of the show, um, because because really, like, it's so it's nine episodes that are all you know twenty five ish mm. minutes, and it's really mm. the f- it takes all of the first three for this opening segment with the assassination attempt and the kids running away with the egg to actually start. So it's really episode yeah. four feels like the first one that's the actual sort of how each episode is going to look bit, whereas the first three are yeah. kind of a, an extended pilot uh, opening sequence. 
Yeah, um, definitely. And that sort of brings me to one thing which I would hope they're going to focus on a bit more going forward. Um, and this is something I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have thought was a good thing in Avatar until watching this show, but I actually miss just filler episodes that are set in in a town. Like I think part of what really made Avatar mm. The Last Airbender's world come to life was just watching Team Avatar go from town to town and interact with the people and and see its unique thing about each town and that really yeah that really brought the scale of the world and this show is actually missing that a bit there's like one episode right towards the end that sort of does it a bit um mm. and introduces a new character Ellis so I hope is is staying for the rest of it because she was pretty cool um <laughs> but oh uh, yeah I actually hope uh, it's weird I wouldn't have thought this normally but I'm actually hoping that in the future there's more just one-off little filler episodes that help flesh out the world. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like they don't have space in this show yeah. to, to do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, they get to this town and there's this one episode where you're kind of like, oh, is this just them being in a town? And then obviously they meet Ellis, who is a important character to the resolution of this season in the last few episodes. And they yeah. they kind of get a lot of important plot info. And so it's kind of like, this wasn't a filler episode. It was just kind of... You know, it was them getting to the next important location. Um, yeah, yeah. I do hope. I do hope that that happens more because you want to just get you. You want downtime in a story like this. You want some downtime where they're just kind of palling around. You know. Yeah, and it also. I mean, we're getting told constantly about how big this world is, but it feels like we're not really seeing any of it except for a bunch of yeah. forests. And it's like, well, why is everyone fighting over an empty forest? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, and I, I saw an article saying they're going to fix the weird frame rate stuff that was going on in season two. Yeah. So, because that bothered me every now and then. I'd say like it was maybe once or twice an episode, it would just be really noticeable all of a sudden, and then I then I managed to go past it. But it was just an odd. It's an odd thing to notice. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an animator, but it feels like a weird thing. Like they just couldn't. Like you know, since it's 3D, they're not hand drawing it it's not like they have to draw more frames it's just like rendering more frames it felt i have no idea what the motivation behind it was i i read a little bit and it was something to do with they said when the frame rate was too high it felt floaty which i don't really know what that means but apparently mm. there was there was a reason behind it but um yeah, yeah i guess we'll see we'll see what season two looks like because that's been yeah. uh you know sort of greenlit yeah, good. Thank God. I'm glad we don't just get the first half of a compelling world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because um, definitely naming the first book Moon implies to me that there's going to be at least six books. Um, right, because Moon is one story. of the six elemental yeah. sources or whatever they call them. And just because that whole source thing, I get Moon and I get Sun, but then stars yeah. are a third one. I find that very confusing because that's just far yeah. away suns. Is star magic just crappy sun magic it makes no sense yeah. star magic is just sun magic that takes a long time to get to you Easy. <laughs> um and then sky is another one it's like four of the six elements would have all been within sky in, yeah isn't in storm my... one of them as well or is that no the it, sky yeah the well, sky basically means storm it's poorly named okay yeah um, yeah and then it's and like, then, oh, let's just chuck whatever earth and water i don't actually remember what the other ones are it's there, it's but... uh, it's earth and ocean um You're right it it kind of feels like they wanted to have like elemental magics, but they had to avoid earth, water, fire, and air. 
Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Avatar comparisons are already abundant. You don't want to make them any more obvious. Yeah, not that Avatar invented those four elements being elemental yeah. magic sources, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, <laughs> the comparison would obviously be there. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's all I really have to say. Cool. So format demands a, a numerical <laughs> rating. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this an eight and a half. And it's because I think really it's a nine, but it feels unfinished mm. at the moment. And so yeah. I don't, I'm taking half a mark off because I'm worried it's going to get cancelled early the way Netflix has been going in the last couple of months. Ooh, and too soon. <laughs> um, I don't want that to happen. And yeah, so, so eight and a half. <laughs> So if anything, shouldn't you rate it higher so that Netflix is like, oh, they gave it a nine and a half. Let's no, not this, cancel that. This is a warning to Netflix. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how that works. You, but... <laughs> you better watch yourself, Netflix, or we're going to retroactively make it a four. <laughs> yeah, we know you're listening. <laughs> um, cool. Eight and a half for the Dragon Prince. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was. I'll take it. Um, so. Next fortnight, we'll be talking about something else, but I don't know what it is. So yeah. you'll have to say what it is, Elliot. Uh, so I'm bringing, well, do we still have that uh, new media bell thing, new media type? Uh, yeah, but we haven't rung it in a while. Didn't you say this was a yeah. book? We've done books before. I know we're like, well, this is, we do a lot of TV this shows, an, but we have done books. Yeah, but this is a non-fiction book, and I think that's Ooh. that that counts. I'm, right, I'm ringing it. it. I'll count it. Ding, ding. Um, <laughs> ding, ding, yeah. <laughs> that's my bell noise. Um yeah, so this is the book Sapiens, or I think the full mm. title is something like uh, A Brief History of Humankind, colon, Sapiens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, so as I've sort of already said, it's a nonfiction book, and it's uh, by this by this Israeli guy, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, and it's... Pretty good. It, uh, it just sort of goes through uh, the history of humanity, starting from, you know, when we were... Uh, you know, not even technically the species we are now, uh, right up to the modern yeah. day, and bringing in lots of different things. Like, I guess it, it's kind of interesting reading about the history and and how sort of all of that affected us. But there's a lot of definitely, I think, subjective impressions mixed into this book. Mm. Um, I, I think when because he he brings you know things like sociology and he he talks all about different religions and that sort of thing. And I think it's hard yeah. to discuss all those sorts of topics without bringing subjectivity into it. Um, it it sounds like it's kind of a blend of a lot of different things. Like it's not yeah. just anthropology; it's sociology and also yep. history and also psychology. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot, and, and that's very intentional. Like I think I, I'm recommending this book not as a historical book because I think I've even seen reviews by certain domain experts like i think the public response to this book has been quite good but i've seen reviews mm. by anthropologists and stuff who have said some of the things he say are a little outdated or just plain wrong or yeah. quite quite derivative but i think what what i really enjoyed when reading this book was the way it makes you think about things very differently like uh the mm. the author has a really good way of uh as he's approaching these things breaking them down and causing you to think about something that's in your everyday life that you would just never have thought about it like that before. And, and you know, a lot of these concepts or, or things, you know, I'm not taking into the taking with me for the rest of my life. Like it's uh, I think I'd be a little concerned if I met someone who treated this like the Bible. Uh, sure. But, 
it's cool to challenge the way you think, um, yeah. I guess. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, I, I can't really talk to that until I've read the book, I suppose. Yeah, so so, but that that's sort of the mindset because I think I went in, when I initially purchased it, I was hoping for a cool uh, historical book on what, what we think uh, Paleolithic mm. life was like and that's not what I got mm. and it took me a while to really get into it until I pivoted how I was treating the book and just thought of it as like a food for thought book um yeah and, and i had a lot more fun with that so I'd, I'd recommend going in with with that sort of mentality yeah okay interesting um well yeah yeah i guess i'll have to read it and uh we'll be back in a fortnight to see what i thought um and also audience you should read it you can read the books along with us and give us your thoughts in our discussion threads which will be linked in the in the descriptions down below um and uh if if there are any particularly insightful comments in there we may talk about them when we come back um yep. so follow us on twitter and facebook if you want to interact with the show you could also leave us a review on itunes which we would really appreciate um our website mediamdpodcast.com has links to do all of those things i just mentioned our socials discussion threads ways to contact us as well as having all of the previous clues for the media md arg you can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his prince so scaly. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this week's clue? Folding. Folding. And we will see you next fortnight.